Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's always good to start the day off with a laugh. <laughs> um, this is Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the 22nd of August, 2022, to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 in the morning Pacific time. It's 7.40 Mountain time, 8.40 Central time, and 9.40 East Coast time. Thrilled to have you with us this morning. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an app or you can on in an app called SoundCloud or you could pick them up on one of your podcast apps or services if you can find Frank F R A N K Lomas L O M A S put in TR90 or put in Frank Lomas and Solutions the digit 4 anti-aging all scrunched together and they could well pop up on several of the other podcast apps. With that being said, if you're listening to this and you are hearing it on a podcast and want to join us live, if you dial into 1-712-775-8972 and when it asks for the code, put in 910022, then um, you could join us live and say hi. And we usually uh, start coming onto the lines about five minutes before the call starts, so usually about 6.35 or so, and chat a little bit and listen for questions, comments, and thoughts. So with that being said, that TR90 program, when you're first starting out, is a really good, clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day. Excuse me, my... Oh, heavens. <clears throat> Tickle in my nose. Ooh, wow. Glad that got now done. Excuse me. Um, three meals a day, 30 grams at at least three of those, uh, three, 30 grams of meat at or protein at at least three of those meals. Um, does not have to necessarily be, be meat. It could be a plant protein, um, but 30 grams is, is the minimum you should be getting at three of the meals. Taking your supplements for the TR90 program 15 to 20 minutes beforehand. The reason for that is if it's on board in your system, then it actually works a little more effectively than if you take it when you take your food. But some people have to take it with something because it might upset their stomach. So, you know, that's as your best guess. I have found that when I was first started out with the program, that I couldn't always judge when my lunchtime meal was going to be since I'm a substitute teacher in another part of my life and never knew when lunch was going to be so I couldn't plan 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes before the meal to take the supplements so I just took my sup my mealtime supplements with my meals so just keep that in mind it still works it's just not quite as effective as it would be if you had it on board in your system earlier should be getting plenty of sleep, seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night, optimum. If you're not able to do that, then um, you need to start with wherever you're at and slowly build up so that you're to a good amount of sleep. Sleep actually does several things, and we'll be finding out more about that today. 
drinking plenty of water to stay hydrated. The current thinking is at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water daily. If you're not getting getting the recommended amount of water daily to stay hydrated, start with wherever you are and slowly build up to where you should be for that. And if you're exercising heavily or if you're in a very humid area and you're losing body moisture, um, heavy exercise, you can actually lose a quart of water, a quart of moisture in an hour. So that's why it's highly recommended to stop every 15 minutes or so and drink a glass of water because that will help keep you hydrated. And if you are exercising heavily and losing a lot of body moisture, taking just the tiniest little pinch of Sea salt and dropping it into your glass of water will help your body hold on to that moisture just a little bit better. And it will help replace some of the electrolytes you're losing. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day when you're on this program and going forward. Um, The fruits and vegetables, they give you macronutrients, they give you micronutrients, and they give you fiber. And the guys should be getting about 45 grams of fiber daily, and us ladies should be getting about 32 grams of fiber daily. Um, Fiber is one of those things that helps keep things moving through your digestive system and um, really does a multitude of things and helps prevent some other things. So it's always good to be cognizant of that and making sure you're getting plenty of fiber. So with that being said... I am going to uh, be sharing some information today out of a book that is called Superfoods Health Style, Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Your Life. It was written by Stephen G. Pratt, M.D., and Kathy Matthews, and um, I started last week, the last couple of podcasts, talking about sleep and why it's so important. So today we are actually going to start out with how much sleep do you need? Hmm. Well, while we know that the adequate sleep is crucial to optimum health, we don't know the precise amount of sleep to recommend for everyone. We do know that as we age over a lifespan, our need for sleep seems to change and diminish. In the first days of life, our total sleep time is roughly 16 hours falling to about 14 hours by the end of the first month. At six months of age, we're sleeping about 12 hours. This amount declines about 30 minutes per year through age five. By adolescence, we're sleeping from nine to 10 hours, and as adults, seven to eight hours. There are, of course, individual differences in needs for sleep and abilities to sleep. We know that women have a greater need for sleep than men, and on average, though they retire earlier than men and fall asleep faster, they report more time spent awake during the night and generally poor sleep quality. While not getting enough sleep is clearly associated with increased health risks, so is getting too much sleep. In the Nurses' Health Study, Of 82,969 women responding to the questionnaire revealed that those who slept five hours or less a night had a 15% greater mortality risk compared with those sleeping seven hours. 
but those who sleep nine hours had a 42% increase in the risk. Other studies have reported similar patterns. I recommend, and when it says I recommend, it's Dr. Pratt recommending this, seven to eight hours of sleep each night. While some people may claim that they do well on less, even six hours of sleep does not prevent cumulative performance deficits. And we talked about that a little bit last week. So 50% of drivers report driving while sleeping, while 25% report falling asleep at the wheel though not crashing. Approximately 5% of people have crashed while being drowsy. If you drive while sleep-deprived, you're facing a risk comparable to that of someone who drives with an illegal blood alcohol level. So that's just a little bit of food for thought. And here's another thought. Healthcare professionals should ask patients in detail about their sleep habits and should stress the importance of adequate sleep for everyone, not just those people that are struggling with it. So sleep-disordered breathing. Sleep-disordered breathing or sleep apnea is a condition that is estimated to affect 2 to 4% of middle-aged adults and an even higher percentage of older people. Approximately 30% of those who snore regularly may have sleep-disordered breathing. This condition is most often associated in overweight men with a large neck circumference. Even mild sleep disordered breathing is related to an increased risk for hypertension, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and mortality. Obesity is a worldwide problem and is probably a cause of sleep disordered breathing. Thus, weight loss and the prevention of weight gain offer the best hope of reducing the incidence of this disorder. If snoring is an issue for you, an evaluation to rule out sleep disordered breathing at a sleep clinic near you is a good step to take. And I highly recommend that. That was something that um, we had to have my husband do and it made a huge difference in his life because then he was not waking up in the middle of the night and I wasn't waking up because I was concerned about him stopping breathing in the middle of the night. <clears throat> insomnia. Insomnia is a special problem in the dark world of sleep deprivation. It's a condition affecting 9 to 19% of the adults in the United States and Europe. This incidence of insomnia seems to increase with age and to be more common in women than men. A 1991 Gallup survey found that insomnia had and a direct impact on the daily lives of one-third of American adults. Insomnia is generally described as the perception or complaint of inadequate or poor quality of sleep due to the difficulty of falling asleep, waking up frequently during the night with difficulty going back to sleep, waking up early in the morning, or finally and generally unrefreshing sleep. Insomnia takes a toll similar to that of sleep debt and sufferers feel tired, lack of energy, have trouble concentrating, and are irritable. Insomnia among, among 37 other variables is most predictive factor for absenteeism at work. 
As with sleep debt, the long-term toll that insomnia takes on health can be serious. Chronic insomnia is associated with an a risk, increased risk of alcohol and drug abuse, anxiety, neuroses, personality disorders, as well as dependency on sedatives, depression, diminished quality of life, and in the case of older adults with cognitive disorders, placement in long-term care facilities. So if you suffer from a chronic or even an occasional insomnia, read the How to Get to Sleep, and that is coming up in a few pages. Um, probably I'll be sharing that either tomorrow or um, on Thursday for to follow some recommendations. In addition, consult with your doctor, doctor to be sure that the medical problems such as angina, chronic pain, congestive heart failure, chronic lung disorders, endocrine and endocrine disorders or prescription or over-the-counter medications are not contributing to your difficulty in sleeping. And only one in 20 patients sees a physician specifically about chronic insomnia. Even though chronic, chronic sleep disturbance is associated with substantial health consequences, including hypertension, chronic lung disease, arthritis, chronic pain, or headaches and diabetes. Untreated insomnia is a major risk factor for the development of psychiatric disorders, especially major depression, but also anxiety and substance abuse disorders. Many people think that insomnia is a function of aging. While it's true that some need less sleep as they age, it's also true that insomnia in the aged is often a function of increased rates of illness, medication usage, or other disorders. And the isolation and inactivity that is, is often seen in older adults. And I think we might um, stop there because the next section actually starts talking about parents of kids and kids, but yet it's so good information for us, so I think I'll pick up with that tomorrow. This is Susan Moon for August 22nd, 2022, signing out. I welcome any thoughts or comments or ideas that you might have for future calls because I'm always looking for information to share that will help support our TR90 lifestyle. With that, I'm going to take us off mute so that we can say goodbye to each other. Also, at the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook One Team Global Live, one of our uh, business partners will be sharing some information on how to build that new skinned business. Also, do keep in mind 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise, at least five days a week, is one of the one of the recommendations. I would recommend not doing your exercise within a couple hours of when you go to sleep, because that is sometimes also a thing that can disrupt your sleep. With that, this is Susan Mann taking us off of me. Okay, there we have it, my friends. Why some of the things that could happen if we do not get enough sleep. <laughs> and then tomorrow we'll probably start to getting into some of the
some of the actual habits of things we can be doing that will help get us that good quality sleep we're looking for. So with that being said, if there's no other thoughts or comments, then um, I'm going to let everybody go, and we'll see you tomorrow. And okay, Susan, have a great day. Are you tutoring today, or are you going to be? Um, <laughs> are you going to be uh, free as a bird, free and? <laughs> Um, with the exception of one tutoring appointment today, I'm kind of free as a bird, and which is which is good because I've got to get um, somebody's knitted hat assignment finished so that I can get that over to them yet today. So, and I'm I'm within the last quarter of it, so I'm getting close. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you have a great day. Dropping things here. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, sounds great. All right, dear. Take care now. Okay, you too. Bye bye. Bye.